This is it, the big double game week. It's episode 129 of the FPL Surgery. Welcome back, listeners, coming to you on the 16th of April 2019, another Champions League night, but also the end of the mini double game week with Brighton playing Cardiff tonight. We're going to be uh, reviewing all things double game week for the coming fortnight, and joining me as usual is the Iceman. Thank you very much, Billy. Welcome back. Welcome back. How has your week been? Uh, yeah, the week's been okay. I've been uh, preparing to go away to America, so getting everything ready and getting the esters all sorted out and all sorts and packing ready. Question, what does uh, a man who thrives in the cold pack to go to the USA? Yeah, this is why the beard needs to come off, because it's just too hot out there for me. I mean, like this beard is, is hot enough as it is, and I can barely last when it's just a little bit warm, but in America, God, it's going to be sweaty. It is going to be top sweaty. I know that the community is going to be devastated to see the end of the Iceman's beard. Maybe you should do some sort of charity shave-off or something like that. I'm sure we could raise some money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm doing, good it. Cause. I'm doing it anyway, but yeah, give me your money. Well, not, not for you, I mean for charity. Come on, mate. I mean, I'm, I'm charitable. Fair enough, fair enough. And you have and you the skydive, of course, didn't you, that time? Oh, yeah, that was good. Yeah. Top skydiver. Okay, yeah, so the end of the Iceman's beard, but not his adventures and holiday. We'll, we'll talk more about us later. Let's talk FPL, and we've got a great guest. Last week, we had two regulars. This week, we've got a whole newcomer all together to the surgery. Uh, someone who has three top 1K finishes, six top 20K finishes, with the highest being 604th. How do you like consistency? Welcome to the podcast, Abdul, who's also known as FPL Salah on Twitter. Hello, guys. How you doing? And welcome, Abdul. Yeah, brilliant to have you uh, on board, Abdul. Tell the uh, tell the listeners how you sort of when you got into FPL, when it kind of gripped you, and how you've been doing since. Well, I think it was back in 2007-8 season. Just the usual few mates, you know, kind of invite me to the league, so don't take it too seriously. Then got a bit competitive in the mini leagues. I think it's probably like a quite a familiar story with a lot of the FPL community. So and then just was really, really determined to beat them. And then I think I went to Google and typed in fancy football cheats or something. And then, <laughs> um, as you do, and uh, the fancy football scout website came up. So uh, kind of signed up to that and been on that for a while. And then I think that's probably when I think it was the season after where I kind of got really serious into it, where it was not only about mini leagues anymore, but it was kind of like trying to know compete overall so yeah so since then i've kind of been totally addicted to um so i've had a few good finishes um a few average finishes yeah so that's it nothing exciting yeah i mean like you've had you've had three in the top 1k so not a lot of people have that you've had 604th 952nd and 859th like those seasons like what what happens there do you just get do you panic or just go further forward do you just keep trying to get more and more or do you play steady in those How, how does it work well, my style is usually quite, uh, I'm usually quite conservative, so I'll, I'll usually go with like the top captain picks. Um, I usually don't take risks. I mean, I do have a tendency to kind of um, take a risk here and there, which usually works against me, but just that kind of um, little maverick in me, you kind of like just want to, you get a bit greedy sometimes, you know, yeah. you kind of see yeah, you're, you're high in the ranks and you want to get higher, but yeah, so I'm, I'm usually quite a conservative player, like um, I'll try, like right like right now, I, I, I pretty much play for rank, I, I, like every season, um, my target is top 1k, and um, obviously if I get a top 10k, that's that's good enough as well, but obviously I kind of trying to set a high high standard but yeah I mean usually when I start well I just try and kind of keep to the template as much as possible I know it's quite boring but like um, I'm just quite determined to you know beat many leagues work leagues and you know try and get as much prizes as possible because I'm in a few like leagues where you've got prizes for, um, for finishing first second third so there's that incentive as well. Yeah, yeah, sure, definitely. Yeah, well, great to have you on board. Looking forward to uh, learning from what you've been doing this season and how you're going to approach this double game week. Mm-hmm. Let's um, let's quickly go through the FPL headlines we are going to be addressing. So, is BB still worth deploying in game week 35, or do we triple captain now? BB, of course, being bench boost. So, what do we do about that? Uh, the second headline, when do we use the triple captain? And the third being, what do you do with Troy Deeney? Lock him up. <laughs> Who is the best captain option for this game week? 
And uh, should we save a transfer or remove the likes of Brighton defence for this game week? And uh, after the way that they've performed and shafted all of us, I feel very passionate about that one. They've had that so, shocker, haven't they? It's they have had a stinker. Four chance. Well, the, the two chances. They've got two more, I suppose. But so uh, yeah, we'll get to that one. First of all, though, let's see how the surgeons have got on in their game week. So, Iceman, let me come to you first of all. How's it been going for you? Uh, again, for the second week running, we're kind of finishing just as the games have finished so I have to check my rank on livefpl.net after the subs in I'm on 53 I've had Klasnach and Lacazette because for some reason I've been back in my arsenal obviously I'm keeping them this week because now they've had their rest so they've gone off and Alexander-Arnold and Hoiberg came in for me so I've just done my wildcard obviously I captained Ericsson this game week I didn't go for Duffy like a few did where he's only got that one point in this game week which is heartbreaking for a lot of people so I'm not going to take the mic at all uh, <laughs> but, but yeah I, I'm, I'm up to 1761 so yeah still still pretty steady 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 Eddie steady Eddie how about you Abdul how are you, how are you getting on this game week I've had a had a shock of this game week I'm totally wildcard was like totally total disaster I got 35 points just didn't have Sterling didn't have Captain Duffy went triple Brighton at the back so obviously you can imagine um, feeling a bit down at the moment <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah so didn't go I mean the only kind of saving grace was had Salah who scored and I didn't get Troy Deeney so I think that was the only positives to come out of it um, yeah not really much to talk about on the positive side to be honest um, I was ranked 929th before this game week and I've gone down to 1752nd according to live FPL so it's probably one of my worst game weeks this season to be honest so yeah not looking good it is, it is a bad week but I'm still kind of I still trust the team for the, for the double game weeks going ahead apart from obviously the Brighton defenders I think I'll probably be taking the hit to remove one of them at least yeah so yeah that's it that was my well Dave well. Brighton yeah um so yeah, with me, I'm uh, I, I've had a shocker of a game week as well. I'm only on forty three, so an absolute stinker. The only thing that's helped me out tonight is I put Camarasa in, um, chasing points where he's going to have the double double, or at least the, the double for this week. Sorry, um, and he got a little assist tonight, so that was handy. But I fell into the Kalasinac Lacazette trap as well, uh, and the Brighton trap. So I was truly shafted there. I kept Mane in as I wanted a Liverpool attacker for these two game weeks in spite of no double and he came up trumps and looked very good I thought against Chelsea and uh, Raheem Sterling just keeps doing it um, I would like to say I was tempted to captain him but I didn't so there we go so <laughs> another frustrating game week uh, looking forward to the double to come so before we go any further um, just want to mention our uh, Patreon so uh, patreon.com forward slash FPL surgery if you would like to support and follow the podcast on there uh, and give us any support it's much appreciated helps us to do more uh, for the FPL community giveaway prizes the sort of things we do on Patreon are putting up articles match reports and the main thing that we generally offer is our Slack channel um, an interactive space for people to discuss their decisions for the week and learn from the best. A lot of our previous guests are in there. Um, this week, we have one new patron, Guy FPL Planner, joined at the Slack level. So thank you, Guy. So if anybody else wants to join us and help support the podcast, head over to patreon.com forward slash FPL Surgery. Again, me and the Iceman greatly appreciate any support that you give us. Yes, thank you very much. And thank you, Guy, for joining us. It is uh, nice to have a steady stream of people coming on the Slack. Yeah, some great people on there, definitely. So let's get into the FPL headlines. Um, the first one being: Is the bench booth still worth deploying? Bench? Did I say booth? Is the bench <laughs> booth, if I can talk correctly, uh, still worth deploying in game week 36? 35. Or- sorry. Uh, yeah. that, that was my accident on there. <laughs> Anything you put on the teleprompter, but oh, no. read. So, uh, <laughs> 35. Uh, or should we triple captain now? Interesting one. What's your view on this then, Abdul? So, originally, it looked like an absolute no brainer to, uh, to bench boost. Do you still feel that way, or have you, has your mindset shifted? Yeah, I think, I think I've kind of laid my bed I've got to kind of lie in it now I mean I, I don't think the triple captain is a bad idea because I think with the City players they've got Tottenham this weekend uh, sorry tomorrow and then the Champions League semi-final not until 30th of April I think so um, they should I mean I think Pep should play 
their strongest team in both the games. So yeah, I think a triple captain is a good shout. But I think if you've if you're like me, you've um, you've kind of snookered yourself into playing the, the bench boost, then um, it's going to be hard kind of changing plans. It is going to be for me anyway. So um, my plan was um, I've got the. Vardy, Jimenez, Aguero, front line. So the plan was Vardy to Lacazette for this game week and, and bench boost Ryan, Ward, Prowse, Dunk and Valerie. But I'll probably take a hit now to remove Dunk. I'll, I'll, I mean, I'll, it might even be a single game week player like um, Trent Alexander, to be honest, just to kind of, because they've got Cardiff and Huddersfield up next. So there's not many kind of appetising uh, defenders in that price range. So, yeah, so I'll, I'll probably do that. I'm not even sure if I'll get Lacazette now, to be honest. Just obviously with Emery benching him uh, yesterday, I don't know if I can trust Emery. Um, he's just as bad as Pep when it comes to rotation, isn't he? Yeah, he is um, bad. It's, well, it does make it difficult. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, 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 I mean, I've, I've toyed with a few ideas. I'll probably go Vardy to Gray, maybe, and then upgrade Dunk to Trent Alexander. Um, still play the bench boost, and um, then probably triple captain in 37 Salah against Huddersfield, just like a. Just like I had initially planned. So yeah, um, thirty-six. I'll be uh, Salah. Is that sorry? Yeah, yeah, thirty-six. Sorry, uh, play Huddersfield. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. So that'll be um, getting the game mixed mixed up now. That's what Brian's done to me, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> Brighton's killed so, you because so, they're terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'll be I'll be triple captain thirty-seven. Uh, thirty-six. Yeah. <laughs> who, who would have thought that uh, Cardiff would have got more points than than Brighton? They, we, no one had a hope for them. Uh, it's just really yeah. disappointing for. Them. I mean, the the bench boost is probably you know the best chip in my eyes. You've, you've got more chance of more points, and a lot of people have just wild carded. So unless you have really good single game week players, then you've got players playing twice. I mean, like you've probably brought in players that are playing twice this week. So this is where you've just got to go with what your thoughts were last week. I know maybe this Brighton calamity for the last weeks, you you kind of want to remove them, but you never know what can happen in a game. I mean, Duffy could score in back-to-back games from corners. That is possible. And, I mean, look at it this way. I'll, I'll take my team, for example, and I'll probably... Well, we, we had another headline, didn't we? I'll, I'll incorporate the other headlines, save a transfer or remove the likes of Brighton Defence. So... I'm looking at getting Mo Salah. You've already got him, but I'm looking at getting him next week for the plum fixture against Huddersfield for game week 36. To do this, I need kind of two transfers to do it. So another reason why I opted for Lacazette for these, uh, for this game week and uh, game week 35 over Dini, as he's like my cash cow, so to speak. So I would look to transfer out maybe Lacazette and Ericsson for Salah and Ings, for example. So I'd do this with two frees. So if I was looking to uh, remove, say, Duffy, you know, if Brighton doesn't concede another five goals and he doesn't get a red card or something. Then I'm looking at about what? Three to four points minimum with a potential for more. You know, two away games. So it's going to be tough. And obviously Brighton haven't been doing well. So I'm not really putting it past them to concede another five, but or I can transfer him out for say, like you say, there's not that many good options around that price bracket. And I've kind of spent all my money on my wild card. Uh, maybe like for the say Cathcart for Watford, for example, who Who's got? I think that they've got Huddersfield away and Southampton at home. Say he gets a clean sheet in one of those games and finishes on <coughs> about what eight points, as opposed to Duffy's three points. I mean that's pretty good, but I'll be hamstrung for getting in Mo Salah. So you know we'll, we'll need to do a minus four. Therefore, Cathcart essentially scores what four. So I mean, is that worth it? So now, kind of, that's saying that you know Watford are definitely going to keep a clean sheet either away from home or uh, to an informed Southampton, and that's assuming Duffy gets nothing. And I'm not saying it might not be worth the risk, but you need to kind of weigh up your options. And if you're weighing them up like that, then you might not want to do as much. It's just kind of this is my plan at the moment. So uh, you know, I'm looking at the future games like Liverpool's got um, against Huddersfield in game week 36. And I'm trying to work out how to maneuver that but like yeah go i mean going back to the original headline whether to bench boost or triple captain the problem is the captaincy this week is a tough one that's why we've got that as like another headline so we can kind of go over it and talk about it a bit more 
therefore it makes you kind of triple captain even harder and as I said most of your players have two fixtures so they're more than likely to get you know some points you just you're just kind of playing the probabilities and if you were to triple captain a player uh, who got like 16 points if you were to triple captain this week and they got 16 points you would take that 16 points tripled is great but if all your bench boost players, all they need to do is score two points to get that, that's 16 points over the double game week. So effectively, the bench boost is the better option by far, especially if you've just set up like Abdul has and like I have and like Bully has. Yeah, so I'm similar to Abdul's thinking. I think I've made my bed, so I'm going to have to lie yeah. in, a, in a bed of bench boost here. But I think it's a good point you make, Iceman, in terms of when you equate the points on the bench for the likelihood of a, of a big triple captain score, it's probably worth sticking to your original game plan because a lot of people would have been planning this for, for a month or so now yeah exactly and you know like, like we've got the the captaincy for this week was tricky and we've got another headline when to use the the triple captaincy so you're looking at game week 36 after what, what are you thinking bully Where, where's your triple captain gonna go i've already used mine uh yep. on uh aguero and so i've kind of benefited from it but um I, i'm absolutely looking at that that game against huddersfield um, I know you're getting Salah yeah. in for it, aren't you? You just said. Yeah. Um, I, I might stick to Super Sadio. You know, watching that game against Chelsea, obviously Salah scored that absolute wonder goal. But in terms of getting in positions and finishing the season, Mane has really impressed me in this back, back end stretch of the season. So I might well end up uh, going triple on, on Mane for that one. Yeah, it is doable. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So I like the way he starts to weave in some of the headlines there, Iceman. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I've gone through all five of them, haven't I? So that, that's the podcast. Thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> Let's let's come to this idea because we've got some questions around when to use the uh, the triple captain. So um, let's just throw some names out here. Solomon Ronjohns asked triple captain options. Should we should we address that more specifically now? Uh, yeah, sure. So uh, what are the options, Abdul? What what are you thinking for the other options other than say a Liverpool asset in game week thirty six? Well, yeah. I mean, for first, I, I totally agree with uh, what Billy was saying about uh, Sadio Mane. I definitely think he's a viable triple captain option instead of Salah. Um, just watching that game as well, um, he just he's just so dangerous. He's always getting forward. He just seems the most dangerous player, the most likely to score. As you're saying, well, Salah's was a wonder goal. It was a great goal, but it was really Sadio Mane who was um, who was getting in those positions, and I kind of regretted not getting him. So I'll probably be getting Sadio Mane in for that fixture also. Um, if I do if I do Vardy to to Gray, then that allows me to kind of upgrade one of the midfielders to. Money, but other options. I think if you're looking, if, if you're looking at the double game week, then I don't think you can look past. I don't know. I don't think you can look past the City players. I mean, they've they've got Spurs at home. I think that's a good fixture for them, to be honest. I think it kind of depends on what happens tomorrow as well. I mean, if they get beat tomorrow and they, they look poor, I mean, I think it kind of opens up Spurs players. I mean, if they if they go through, they'll be on a high. Um, and then they've got their second game against Brighton, who, as you know, are terrible just now. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I think. I think we need to wait until... Well, I'm, I'm certainly going to wait until the Champions League and the games are over before I kind of make my final decision. But I think City players, Spurs players, um, I, I don't think you can look past them. Um, if you're not if you're not going to captain a Liverpool player in 36, then it's, it's got to be one of those boys. I'm just um, just to come in on, on this as well, with those two teams, I think the other... If you want a bit of excitement in your life, if you wait till the last week of the season, if there's all still to play for, so the league's not decided, given what we've just said about Brighton's defence, you've got Man City away at Brighton and you've got Liverpool at home against Wolves, who by that point will probably not be playing for too much. I mean, you could you could say Europe, but not certainly not the top four places. So actually, in that game week, you could look at Mane, you could look at Salah, you could look at Aguero. You could even throw out a differential Sterling in that last game week of the season if it's still all to play for. And we know the crazy things that happen on the last day of the season, don't we? Yeah, yeah exactly. We've said it quite a few times in terms of the, the goals, but there's loads of goals that go in. And also, one which I would really consider, I know it's kind of out the box and a bit, you know, just not, not really normal at all, but the Watford will be in the... Uh, FA Cup final. So that was what I think a week after the last game of the season. West Ham play away to Watford. So surely Watford will be fielding their second string team. Maybe the likes of say Anderson or um Arnautovic or, or you know Mikel Antonio, one of those players, maybe they might be a great punt towards the end of the season. I mean like if you've got it on one single game week and if you're holding it to the last day then why not really? Yeah, I like that. It's a, it could be 
Good for the last day of the season. Okay, yeah. So a few triple captain options there. I'm sure we'll identify more as we go along. Next headline is what to do with Troy Deeney. First of all, Iceman, let, let's be impartial Arsenal fans. Should he have been sent off? No, I, I don't think he should. I think a yellow was, was good. No, I, I think Torreira was just a little bit too small for him. Yeah, he was kind of, the problem was I think he was hyping him, hyping himself up as uh, on social media before the game as kind of going after the Arsenal players and possibly put a bit of a target on his back. Yeah, he's, and he's got that reputation, hasn't he? So I think yeah. the ref kind of just thought, oh, he's got the rep, why not? I'm just going to send him off. And, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was a bit harsh. Yeah, where did you stand on that, Abdul? Yeah, I think um, I think it was a bit harsh, but he doesn't help himself um, with what he says. Um, so I think the ref kind of, I don't know if he, he was aware of you know the kind of stuff he says uh, about Arsenal players uh, before the match on social media, etc. But um, yeah, I, mean, I think he did kind of, I mean, when you see it, he did lash out a bit, like he did raise his arms. So I mean, I mean, yeah, I, th- I think a yellow probably would have been more appropriate, but I don't think... A red card was the wrong decision at the same time. I just think it's one of those ones where it's kind of it's a bit subjective, really. Yeah. But, just like um, football, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, to be honest, I was pleased. I think that was one of the saving graces of my game week. So. <laughs> yeah, me too, actually. Because yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't bring him in. Uh, a lot of people were bringing him in, and I was just kind of against yeah. it. He's not really done enough for me. And uh, yeah, I was quite happy in a sad way. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, so let's address the question then. So we've got uh, Board on Slack who's asked, what do we do with good old Troy? How do we turn his sending off into something good? Gray, success, long, Urente, Rondon, or is it worth a hit to get someone better? Thanks. Uh, and uh, M. Bison has said, best Deeney replacement for the double, which is effectively summarising Board's question. Let's go with that first. So, Abdul, who are you going to replace Troy Deeney with if you had him? Um, if I had him, I, I mean, I'd probably go, I mean, for a double game week striker, I, I really can't see past Gray. I mean, no, it's quite boring, a bit of a sideways move, but I mean, other options, success, I mean, he doesn't get, I mean, he's not a starter. He's um, rubbish. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm that as well. <laughs> uh, long, I mean, long is just like, Probably just as bad a success, really. I mean, I know he's scored in his last two games, doesn't he? I think. Yeah, but, yeah, two back to back. Yeah, I don't think you can go along. Lorente, Rondon, not big fans. I mean, to be fair, I, I think it seemed viable actually going for a single game player like Wilson. Yeah, Wilson. Um, can, I mean, they've got a fool him at home. I mean, they just pummeled Brighton 5 0. They'll be on a high. So I think if I had Dini, it'd, it'd be between Gray and Wilson, to be honest. Yeah, um, it'd be between them two. I mean, Gray, Gray's not actually played much football this season so I mean he should I think he should definitely get the two games he should, I mean he won't, he won't be I mean most players who kind of play like you know certain starters at this time of season they're kind of tired um, you know kind of gets them but he's not really played much so I think he'll definitely get the two games starting so he's a, he's a good show so yeah my, my choice would be great or Wilson. Yeah, I tell you who people are not looking at at all is actually Dominic Calvert Lewin. He's actually second for attempts in the box over the last six, and he's been doing well for Everton recently. I know they've got Man United at home, but you never know what could happen. Maybe, maybe a little pun. After that, their fixtures aren't too bad. They got Crystal Palace and then Burnley. You never know what can happen. He seems to be fighting for a spot there. A lot of people are not considering him, but it, it does depend. Whether whether or not Watford are going to appeal this free match ban, so he, they might appeal and Ooh. get away with it. That might happen. I doubt it. But you know, a lot a lot of managers are looking at the straight swap to Gray, and he he does have a good double game week. Yeah, the the two fixtures are not bad, and he could score well. But I, I look at that move as kind of booking in a transfer later down the line, as when Dini is back, will he start again? Obviously, they've got Delafeo to come back as well. He could also start. Yeah. So that kind of puts me off that move. You might be able to get the points back this game week if he does well but you've got a hope that he's going to hit form straight away I mean Jimenez is the obvious one if you haven't got him but a lot of people would normally you know would have him Wilson playing uh, Fulham this game week so good fixtures towards the end of the season and for some reason have uh, started to play football again and uh, back off the beach one which I did look at and I you know, the one which I'm thinking about for next week if all things going well and the price rises don't stop me doing it but is Danny Ings I know he's you know he's an injury-prone player and he could die at any second and then you're going to be... Uh, <laughs> I, 
It's not. It's not just his finishing, though. It's his link play when he plays for Saints, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I mean, like, Red, Red, it's Red definitely Redmond one to consider. Season. Yeah, and and South Southampton in, in the form they're in as well. But he he does always go off at like sixty minutes, and sometimes he doesn't start, and Long does. And as Abdul mentioned, he scored two and two now. So he he played really well in, in the last game, as you mentioned. Like he's instrumental there, and uh, yeah, against Wolves they could have had about five. So he is definitely one I'm considering for next week. And if I did have Dean. I feel like I would probably go him. But Lorente, as Board mentioned, he is the, the link up player for Spurs and you know they're playing Brighton, so I I don't think he's gonna get ninety minutes every week though, but he did hit the bar. A nice uh, supplying bit of skill that he, he has, but you know, he could have actually got more against, but it was against Huddersfield. He he did score uh, steady points for Spurs when Kane was out last as well, Lorente. So maybe he could he could be a shout there. But there there are there are options. Maybe even Rashford. I mean, he looked really threatening when he came on for United. But again, United did not look good against uh, West Ham. They were getting bossed by Barcelona tonight. So whether or not their confidence is is a little bit shot, but he would be an option as well. Yeah, there are quite. A few options there it just depends where you want to go with it really yeah i mean i, I really agree with um your take on ings i think he's a great player um he's i think he's quite underrated i think he obviously doesn't play enough but yeah i think if he if he was if he was getting steady minutes steady starts yeah. um no brainer but just if you look at his last i mean he got hauled off in 60th minute game last game against wills didn't play against liverpool brighton in game week 32 just got a 66 minutes so it's a big punt, but yeah, as I said, if if he if he gets the regular minutes, he's a great player and he's he's a bargain at the price. But yeah, that that would probably be a step too far for me uh, personally. But I mean, kind of depends probably where you're ranked as well and what what certain types of risks you want to take, really. But, yeah. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, a few options there. We're thinking about to replace uh, Big Troy. Um, so the the next headline: Who is the best captain option for this particular week? So we kind of talked about it in a triple context. Let's think about more generally a standard captain. Stefan from Slack has asked, uh, "Can you please talk captain options for half of the podcast?" So we're now going to spend the next forty five minutes talking about captain options. Um, he put serious. Uh, this is the most important and possibly the hardest captain choice we face this season. Oh, he set this up beautifully. So. Abdul, what do you think about that? I know we've talked about triple captain options, but what about in the context of just if you're just looking to put your, your chip on someone this week, your captain? Yeah, I mean, if I, if I had Sterling, I'd probably captain him, but I don't. Um, I went for Aguero instead, and I've got a double Spurs midfield, so I'm not going to always get one of them in, in double game week. But um, I, I mean, I, I'm personally I'm going Aguero at the moment, but again, I, I'll kind of rest on tomorrow as well. I mean, it just kind of it'll totally change the dynamic if Spurs go out and you know they're not playing well, and you know, if Spurs pull off like a, a good victory, then you know their players will be in contention again. So at the moment, as things stand. I'd go Aguero. I think he'll probably start both games just because obviously there's no uh, fixtures in between um, in, in game week 35. So I'm on Aguero, but I think the best captain option is probably Sterling at the moment. Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because everyone, we're always afraid of the Pep rotation and uh, with the, the Spurs game, but at the same time, um, can Pep afford not to play him with Liverpool still hot on their heels, Iceman? Yeah, it's. I do think Sterling's got to play these two games as well. Like it's a, it's a good title race coming up, and Tottenham at home. You know, Tottenham can play well there. You, you don't know, and then Man United away. You know, they've just got dicked by Barcelona, so could get a beat in there. Man City derby that could be a big scoring game. I'm quite tempted by the Aguero as well. I do have Sterling, but I'm quite tempted by the Aguero one. Uh, just because I, I think he's going to get more time and it's almost like a, a law of averages like Sterling's scored well this game week it's uh, it's Aguero's turn now so potentially going to go him Son is obviously a good one to go for because they've got Brighton at home and the new home ground seems to be a fortress for them already because they haven't even conceded a goal and they seem to be scoring at will it's just that City game away you don't know whether they're going to get much from there I mean a lot of people have, have looked at the likes of Jimenez. He's got the two games at home. So I, I kind of thought I'd check out the home and away stats for, for Wolves. And they're not, yeah, they're not brilliant. They've got the 24 goals at home and 17 away. They're, you know, quite far down on the, uh, stats for attempts at home. The away ones are actually further up compared to other teams. But yeah, two home games, maybe. Yeah, he, he didn't do well in the last game. He, he, 
got the yellow, in fact, but he's a potential... I mean, like the Arsenal assets, I've got Lacazette, and you, you would think that he's had his rest now. And we've got at home, they're not an easy pushover, um, and Wolves away, so again, not an easy pushover. So it is a really tough one to go for this week. I think... At the moment, I'm kind of playing it safe on Aguero, but I feel like they're, you know, could go anywhere. I mean, is there, is there any other options which you're thinking about, Billy? Or quietly actually thinking about Son because I think he, he obviously he was rested the other day, but I think he could uh, flourish in the absence of Kane. But that is very much a differential captaincy. It's a massive risk not to go for a City player um, over these next two, and I'll probably end up bottling it and going for Aguero. I said to you before, didn't I? I was actually looking briefly at Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I could yeah. see Aguero some, some rest, but at the same time you made a great point that Pep just doesn't feel the need to rest Aguero if he's fit he plays 90 and that plays a lot of minutes doesn't he, he tends to start well, he normally gets 60 or, or 70 or so so I mean he didn't play against Cardiff a couple of weeks ago so whether or not um, he's going to play both these games you would think that Pep has to start him and he's a, yeah. he's a big game player you know he scores in the big games that so is. I'm really tempted by Aguero I know if you had the two after all but you would go Sterling but I've got the two and I'm really thinking Aguero might be my captaincy. Yeah, yeah. just just oh, go on, up top. Yeah, sorry, I was just going to say. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people fell for the rotation of Aguero. And I think it was was it the game week twenty five where he scored a hat trick against Arsenal. Yeah, and a lot a lot pumped for Sane um, just due to thinking Aguero would be rested. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go down that road this time. I'm I'm just gonna assume. I mean, Pep has to play his best team any two games. I think he will. And um, just again watching. City game at the weekend there against Palace I mean Sterling again he just gets into so many dangerous positions and he just seems like he's going to score every game um, whereas Aguero looked a bit kind of off the boil really so yeah so I think that's that's the reason why I'm kind of hoping for Sterling and I kind of wish I had him but yeah I mean again as he said I mean it's it's kind of they take the turns at City so I mean I mean Aguero could, could be the one yeah as you're right James could be Right, slightly left field option here, chaps. Now Liverpool play Cardiff, don't they? Is it is it conceivable that um, a, a Mane or a Salah could outscore one of the men that we've mentioned already, Abdul? And uh, game week thirty five. Yeah, this coming game week. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Cardiff away is a perfect, perfect fixture for Liverpool. I mean, they'll they'll, they'll be all out of attack. Um, they're in great form. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised at all if if one of them outscored um, one of the double boys. But again, I just I think in the FPL, if you, if you play the numbers long enough, like long term, you'll come out on top. So, I mean, I think it'd be a bit of a risk going for, for Salah or Mane in a double game week where City play and Spurs play. But yeah, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised at all if, you know, they, they pumped them 5-6-0. And, you know, I mean, Mane, Salah, both capable of getting hat-tricks, big holes. But yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. But again, probably not for me. Yeah, see, that would be a, a tempt to that one as well. I mean, like, there's not really any real obvious options this week. There is potential for Chelsea against Burnley on the Monday night as well. I mean, like, they've had the the most attempts on goal in the last six as well, and the most attempts in the box in the last six. So, Hazard is, could be a, a good one if you've got him. He could potentially score well against Burnley. Burnley seems to be in form again, so yeah, maybe that goes against them. But yeah, it is tempting to go for these Liverpool assets. I mean, I haven't got one. I won't be bringing one in. But if you do have them, yeah, there's not any real obvious candidates this week. I think the default captaincy this week probably goes on Jimenez, and I'm not even that happy with that one. I mean, like he has been consistent all season, but. Yeah, just not quite sure. Maybe Brighton's going to have a bit of a resurgence after these thumpings they've got in the last two games. And, and then they've got Arsenal. So, yeah, it's not, there's, there's not any obvious ones. It is a really tricky one this week. But yeah, at the moment for me, I think it's going on Aguero at the moment, but it could change. I think if you're procrastinating and tormenting yourself, just put the captaincy on Aguero now. And then if you, you spontaneously combust by the time kickoff comes around, you, you've, you've made a reasonable selection <laughs> and and yeah. uh, during the uh, during this conversation i'm sure i've t- twiddled my beard about 500 times and it's actually turned into a little plait. so wow. that's just how much thinking i'm doing over this one i i would like to see a picture <laughs> i'll send it now i would enjoy that very much yes okay well let's go on to our final headline save a transfer or remove the likes of brighton defense so iceman i know again you brought this up a little bit earlier but let's just let's just readdress it so uh dj newton has asked uh subjects to 
BHA result tomorrow, which I'm presuming is tonight, which I'm assuming might uh, cement this decision. Is it worth to take a hit to replace Brighton defenders, which are in the squad for bench boost with such poor double fixtures? Within the same price points, of course. Yeah, tough one. Abdul, do you want to kick us off? Uh, yeah, I mean, personally, I think somebody in the same price point wouldn't be worth it. I mean, you're looking at Southampton players, um, maybe, like, I think, Johnny as well for Wolves. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't see any any defenders within that price range being worth a minus four, I think, probably. I mean, as I, as I said earlier, I'm, I'm thinking of bringing in Trent Alexander-Arnold. So, I mean, it's, it's more of, I think... You know, they, he has a potential. I mean, again, he's he's getting assists left, right, centre. So he's got a lot of attacking threat as well. So I think that could potentially pay off. And it, I think it'll definitely pay off in the next two or three game weeks anyway. And they've got, obviously, they've got Cardiff and they've got Huddersfield. But no, I, I think, with as James was saying earlier, I mean, the way fans football, I mean, the way football is, they'll, they'll probably keep back to back clean sheets now, Brighton, against Wolves and Spurs. So I, I would say um, if. If you're not going for like a, a kind of premium defender, probably not worth a hit. I mean, I really can't see any. I mean, don't know about you guys, but I really can't see any options in that price range worth mm-hmm. a minus four. I mean, I, I know it's, but I know they've conceded seven goals in the last two games, but yeah. I mean, I'd say just keep and then hope for the best. Yeah, just hope for the best. Like I said earlier, you could get the three or four points. But, uh, I mean, around that price range is, is really tricky, especially with a double game. It would be Watford. But people are underestimating Huddersfield quite a lot. Obviously, they've been terrible and they've just been absolutely thumped by Spurs. But they're probably, they should be playing for pride now. I think the manager is kind of mixing things up and changing the lineup quite a lot. And, uh, you know, kind of testing things out. But I think they're going to want to perform at home. So potentially there is a goal there against Watford. And then they've got Southampton. So Southampton are in form. So it's it's not a given. Wherever you're going, it's not a given. And, you know, it's probably Trent Alexander-Arnold or the likes of uh, um, Liverpool defence that are probably the most likely to keep a clean sheet um, on this game week. So it might be worth going there. I mean, that's why I've got the two Liverpool assets in Robertson and Alexander-Arnold in my wildcard team because I'm just kind of thinking they're going to get clean sheets for the rest of the season. So yeah, it is a tricky one. I don't think it's worth the minus four, as mentioned earlier. You know, you're effectively just three points for, say, Cathcart if you got a clean sheet in the next two. So yeah, not not for me. I'm just going to hold on. I've kind of built my bed on this one. Uh, a lot of people are just moving away straight away because of the poor form. But no, yeah, I've, I've built my bed and I'm just going to lie on it. Please. I think also as well with... Um... I mean, with the Watford, there's, I mean, although they've got the best fixtures, I mean, I don't see who in their back line's actually nailed. I mean, I think it's quite... Um, yeah, they're all, always subbed then, aren't they? Like, yeah, yeah. Some there's like some going on there. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, if, if it was, if, if you were to kind of bring in player at that price point, they'd probably be the best bet for the fixtures. But again, I mean, I don't think you can trust, trust it with the rotation. I mean, I don't see any nailed... Defenders there, to be honest. Yeah, because because yeah. you imagine if you got in Capcar and he played just the one game, you'd just be so yeah. frustrated that you've used that transfer. Whereas, yeah, I'm already planning to bring in that Liverpool player in uh, game week 36. Mm-hmm. I need that transfer. Right. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's move into the other questions then. So first of all. Not so much quick fire, but less headline. Uh, Will Winers has asked, best knockout replacement for 6.1 million. What a disgusting challenge that was. Yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> he really did fly what in. Was, what his, yeah. was he thinking? He lost his marbles big time, didn't he? Um, so, Will, who has been flying this season, was stitched up by knockout. Who's he going to replace him with, Abdul? Um, I mean, I, I don't think... I can see past Redmond, to be honest. I mean, yeah, that's good. fire off a few other names. You, you can get no De La Fue, you can get Jota... James Ward-Prowse. I mean, there's quite a few options there, to be honest, around that price point. But, I mean, with Redmond, I mean, with his... I mean, Redmond's stats actually going into this game, um, I mean, was were actually really good. Um, but he just wasn't finishing his chances. And I think that's why he got overlooked a bit. Because he was... His stats, I mean, his touch shots in the box and uh, the attacking stats were probably, you know, a lot better than Redmond's and probably the best at the midfielders. But he was underlooked, obviously, because he wasn't actually scoring points. But um, I know a few managers, uh, I know Mark Southerns actually uh, went for him and obviously profited. But um, yeah, I would say... I'd say top of my list would probably be Redmond and, and De La Fu. Um, although there's there's a few other options there as well around that price point. 
I mean, there, there is. Uh, I'm not a uh, kind of advocate of this one because Decore's always been a deeper player, but he did get 17 points in the last double game week. Decore, so he is an option as well at 5.9. It's just for those fixtures. Maybe you want a piece of it. Uh, I was looking at Pereira, but he didn't play in the last game. I don't know what's happened to him. He's got a slight injury. Apparently, got a knock, so he would have been on the radar. But yeah, maybe Montino. That's just a random one. He seems to get a few assists here and there, and he plays. 90 minutes nearly every game for Wolves not necessarily a bad option difficult one there I, I would probably opt for the same as you Redmond maybe he's hit form now and uh, and go for him James Ward-Prowse seems to just uh yeah, he's got the, the three goals in the last five, I think it is. So, I mean, he's always had big potential, J-Will Prowse, but he's on free kicks. He's cheap as well. Maybe a potential if you want to make another transfer elsewhere and move someone else up, going down to 5.1. But yeah, Redmond, he, he's the one that kind of, he's had so much potential and he plays up front. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's probably the best option, Redmond. Or if you just want a penalty, Milivojevic, it's uh, 6.4 million, does it every <laughs> bloody week. <laughs> yeah, true. Or Sims. Sims would be a mega punt. He, he was playing quite far forward for Southampton, actually. I mean, he missed an absolute sitter and it was terrible, but he'd be a... He'd be a... 4.4, yeah. I'm just looking at him now, yeah. I suppose he's played the last two games. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm just I'm just thinking from Will's perspective as well. Um, we've all mentioned Redmond here. I'd support that. I think whenever I've watched him recently, I've been really impressed. He's got that, that confidence to his game now. But this is someone that Will could potentially bring in and just leave for the rest of the season. Newcastle and Watford away, Bournemouth at home, West Ham away, Huddersfield at home. That's nice fixtures for the final five games of the uh, the season for a 5.3 million player. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's got the fixtures. I mean... I think Hassan Hull's kind of revived at Southampton a bit. They're, they're on form as well. I kind of think, I think they'll do well over, um, with a double game week, to be honest. I know it's got, it's got two kind of toughish away fixtures, but yeah, I can see them scoring well. Yeah, I fancy them to, uh, to do decent. So keep an eye on the Saints, Will. Um, we've got Alex from Slack. Could you look at sub 4.8 million defenders for the double game week? Valerie, one of the Watford fellas. Cheers. <laughs> so, Iceman, let's have a, let's have a little look at these. Anyone you've got in mind? For, uh, think, uh, let me just bargain based. Defender. Let me just bring up the uh, prices here. Yeah, so I mean, we've kind of gone over the defenders with who we're thinking about removing Duffy for, and like we said, there's not many options. If I was going for one, I would probably opt for the risky Kafka, um, just because Watford did look really good against uh, Arsenal. Arsenal again, still not good that good away, but Watford dominated the game, even though they had ten men for the whole game, and it, they seem to be very organised as well at the back. Differential for your Iceman, Willie Bolly at Wolves, four point seven played most games this season four goals to his name so he's a threat from corners and he's playing against two teams that can't really defend in a in Brighton and Arsenal who will be away at them um, do, do you see him as a differential at all or, yeah or great he's a, he's a good shout yeah I mean he got the goal and assist in the FA Cup semi-final as well I think yeah. um, he, so, he really is a mountain in the box when he gets forward yeah yeah he's, he's a good one to go for good shout yeah I was, yeah. I was just going to say um, to the old defender um, so I, think, I think Ball is a great shout I mean I think we always do they've got a great record against the big teams so I don't see Arsenal uh, at home as a, as a bad fixture really um, I mean I, I wouldn't be surprised if I wouldn't be surprised if they got beat from Brighton and then and they beat Arsenal um, so I mean yeah I think I think Bowley is actually I mean to be honest I think if I was to go seeing that and now I'm just bringing up the defenders as well if I was to go for a defender in that pricing it probably Bowley actually probably the best bet yeah any more to add to that or do you think Iceman uh, no, I think we've covered most of that one now. No, that's fair enough. Okay. Yeah, scraping the barrel there. We really are scraping, yeah, <laughs> digging in. Um, I'm stalling to get the next question up. Um, right, so we've got Helmo. Um, is Helmo from Slack? Hello. Is Salah now essential for game week 35 and or game week 36 or, or both? Or can we cover him with Mane, Firmino, uh, Torben, Pishnik, Sean Dundee? <laughs> he's put some absolute classics in there (laughs) yeah fantastic nice one Helmo let's answer the original question though so can you cover Salah over the next few game weeks with Mane and Firmino yeah, see, um, Salah's yeah. still got all the stats, but like Abdul was saying earlier, Mane is still attacking very well, and yes, yeah, yes. he's still getting the points, still getting the goals. So oh, I don't know. I just really want Salah. I just think that he's going to tear uh, Huddersfield new one thing for him at the moment. I don't know. Maybe this this game week against uh, Cardiff might might show us who's 
who's the better player playing against the weaker team. They're going to go for it, Liverpool. They're not going to stop. They're going for the title, so they need they need the goals. So, yeah, either one. I feel like one of them is essential. Yeah, I agree. I think, I mean, I don't think Salah is essential, but I mean, I really wouldn't want to go without him. That's why I kept them on the wild card. But, I mean, to answer the question, I think he probably can be covered. I mean, on, on current form anyway, probably can be covered by Mane and Firmino, or even Mane in a double uh, Liverpool defence. I mean, as uh, James just said there, his stats are a lot better than Mane's. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry, taking a wee drink there. Sorry? Kind of bit sorry, yeah, so as I was saying, yeah, um, as James was saying, his stats are still better than Mane's, and they kind of always have been over this period where Mane's been outscoring them, but Mane's just been so clinical this season, and um, I think the best bit, what I'm doing is I'm, I'm going to bring in Salah and Mane, uh, just to kind of cover, my, cover the all bases, really. Nice, so you're going, going for both big hitters. <laughs> Yeah, see, I'm still, I'm not 100% on Manny. I know he is doing well. I just, I just think that at some point it's just going to regress and it's going to stop, but it doesn't seem to be. And I I can't argue against him at all. It's just, you know, we just have that feeling that at some point he must just drop off. But I had that feeling a couple of years ago when Jamie Vardy should have dropped off and he didn't. So, I've, I mean, I'm just rolling over the stats. Over the past six game weeks, Mane and Salah, like they've both played all six. So, Salah does win six key stats down to four for Mane. And then you look at like the, the ones which count. So, the uh, total involvement, Salah's been involved the most with, with 293 touches to Salah's 286 so yeah relatively close more or less the same and then you look at the goal involvement so penalty area touches Salah's got 61 and Mane's got 33 Mane's obviously got the four goals to Salah's two and then you look at the attempts on goal so goal attempts from Salah is 24 to Mane's 15 and then you look at the ones in the box Salah's on 16 and Mane's on 12 so yeah it is fairly equal but he's just shading it ever so slightly at, at times Salah so I don't know I'm just playing the numbers and I know what he can do and I know how much he can score yeah you haven't seen a hat-trick or four goals from Mane recently have you so you have from Salah and I just think that he's, he's got it in him he did say in his post-match interview he was saying that people are marking me more I, I shouted that a couple of weeks ago on the pod that p- players are marking him more and it kind of means more room for Mane so maybe that's uh, that's a bonus for, for Mane because he you know Salah's getting marked more so it's it's, it's almost uh, it's almost a coin flip, but I'm, I'm going to go with the numbers on this one. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, as I was saying before, if you follow the numbers long enough over a long period, um, you'll, you'll come out on top. And although he's scoring better than Salah over the past few weeks, I still can't I still can't get past putting the triple captain on Salah. So he'll be my triple captain. Yeah, exactly. And I tell you, out the dark punt now is actually Henderson. He's moved further forward now, and they're talking about it on Sky Sports. They're talking, you know, Klopp's been talking about it, <laughs> saying that um, he's in a number ten position according to Klopp. Now, yeah, he works one hundred percent every game. It's just whether or not he's going to play every game, and yeah, whether or not he would want to go Henderson. I, I won't be, but you know, if you're just lagging behind, you're looking for something special. Maybe Henderson these game weeks might be a good one to go for. Yeah, I've seen that somebody somebody actually did triple captain him. Was, which game was it when he came on? I think he scored and assisted. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was the game for last. Southampton, was it? Yeah. Yeah, somebody put the triple captain on him for 30 points. So, <laughs> yeah, again, probably a punt too far for me, but, I mean, um, he is he is playing a bit more advanced. And, he, yeah, he, I, I did see that interview as well, James, about um, Klopp kind of playing him in his more kind of preferred advanced position. So, yeah, I mean, 5.3. You know, I can't complain. I mean, if you're struggling to kind of, you know, get funds for Salah or money, I mean, he could be he could be a good wee replacement. I mean, he could even be, um, if you're looking at it, actually, I mean, if you're looking for a little punt, he could probably be your, your knockout replacement as well. Yeah, Only knockout five replacement. Yeah, true. Yeah. yeah, like it, chaps. A couple of questions we've already covered here. Solomon Ronjom has asked about triple captain options. I think we've done that already. FPL Geek has asked about is triple captain 35 and bench boost 36 a better option and vice versa? So I think we've we've probably covered that one as well. I'm going to come to uh, Mr. next. Is there any pattern in Emery's team sheets? I've been planning my transfers for double game week 35 to be Lacquer and Collar in, but they both remained on the bench versus Watford four days ago. Lacquer was subbed off after 67. Collar played 90. Orba played 90 in both games. Um, Mr., you're absolutely right. We cannot predict Emery. 
Iceman, as, as a beloved Arsenal fan, is there any, anything else you want to comment on this? The problem is, last week I mentioned that I, I thought Kolasinac was definitely going to play because of, we've got Sakartis out and then he brought Mavropanos in. And I thought that Monreal was going to play centre-back, but then he played left-back. So he could change it up, but you've got to look at it. The last game that we played in the Champions League against uh, Rem, Emery made 11 changes for the league game. So this was kind of expected. So he made a few changes for the Watford game and it was due. So it, ugh, I feel like he might go back to the norm after this game week. You know, Lacazette and Collar have now played their, you know, had their rest now. So potentially they're going to play the remaining games. I mean, you've got to see what happens uh, in the uh, Europa League. And did I, have, have I been saying Champions League? Uh, anyway, I'm, I'm not sure. Oh, we'll, we'll, forgive, we'll forgive you. We'll forgive oh. you. Um, I mean, they kept the, was that the first clean sheet away? Yeah. Yeah. That was the first away. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, that. Now I put like Klasnic in his position under threat. I mean, if he, uh, it, was, it wasn't deserved. It wasn't a deserved clean sheet. Trust me. <laughs> I didn't watch the match, so um, probably, probably, probably obviously better kind of versed in that than me. But um, I don't know. So I was just thinking, if they kept a clean sheet, maybe Klasnic's position is under threat. Yes, yeah, um, potential talking point. But no, I, I just, I, I really don't see. It. I mean, I could be wrong. I mean, I'm, it's just I've been. Yeah, I've been watching Arsenal all season. They're the games which I always manage to watch, but it's, yeah. I, I just think Klasnak should play. And, you know, he, he, I, I just last time we played in the Europa League, he changed a lot and he's done it this time. So, uh, I just think that that's the way Emery does it. He just likes to give players a rest. And he's done it now and I'm hoping that, uh, Klasnak will play these two games. Do you think Klasnak will play, will start the next two in the, in the double, yeah? Yeah, should should do. A little bit of luck, is it? Yeah, see, he, he should get minutes now. Again, he's had his rest, but <laughs> you're predicting Emery now, aren't you? It's just, it's, it's not easy. <laughs> yeah, I think to answer the guy's question, I don't think there is a pattern in his team sheets. Um, he's just, I think he just kind of, I think he, he does it on an opponent rather than... Yeah, yeah, he does, no, yeah. Like you know, Lacazette's uh, benched one game, it doesn't mean he's going to be starting the next game. I think it's on individual opponents. He just sees you know where the weaknesses are and what his best team's going to be um, to each opponent. I think that's pretty much impossible to predict. So that's kind of why I'm really kind of scared off the actual players at the moment. Yeah, I have to agree. It's um, I've got Lacazette, and I think he will get more game time. I certainly don't think he'll spend any more time on the bench over the next two. It's just heartbreaking when he does. Um, can can no, I um, interrupt yeah, whilst uh, yeah. I'm literally dying for a piss? Um, right, so as prompted <laughs> by the Iceman, we're going to take a, a wee a, a break for the Iceman, a wee wee break. Okay, enjoy your poo. Okay, welcome back to the Iceman from his uh, break. Let's finish off the Thank questions you. for the game week. Uh, Solomon Ronjon, how many double game week players should we be looking to have in our teams? I don't feel this is as appetising a double as 33. I'm reluctant to get rid of Liverpool and Chelsea assets, given their good fixtures. Yeah, see, I don't think I would if you've got Hazard, you know, likes of Salah. I definitely wouldn't remove Liverpool assets at all. And you know, those players could potentially score better than the double gaming players. So yeah, I'd, I'd hang on to them. Solomon. Yeah, Abdul, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. I mean, players are worthy of being selected over it. Any double uh, players, to be honest. So yeah, I wouldn't be getting rid of any of them. Um, I mean, I've I've personally got uh, I've got only two single game players, uh, which is Salah and Robertson. And I'll probably I, I mean, uh, the funny the funny thing is, sorry, I've got a Vardy as well. The funny thing is, the players I'm bringing in might even be single game players. So I mean, I don't think there's any set rule about how many double game players you can have. You know, you know, for a double game week. It's a team by team basis, really. Yes, it's a team by team basis, and I mean, it's just kind of it depends on your team. Um, I mean, yeah. So I don't think there's kind of any sort of set. You just need to look at your players. I mean, if you've got obviously players, got Chelsea players, Liverpool players, with good fixtures, then obviously keep them. But yeah, I don't think there's a set rule. Yeah, I have to agree. I think um, having too many. I think one of my biggest reflections this season where I've gone wrong is I've got pulled into these double game weeks and I should have just sat on players that had reasonably decent fixtures and performed well so yeah I think it's absolutely reasonable to have one or two 
maybe even three of those other players in your team. Certainly Liverpool fullback, one of the the big hitters for Liverpool with midfield. And if you've got Hazard, he could easily outscore a cheaper double game weaker. Yeah, agreed. Excellent. That that's two things we've agreed on in this podcast. Good. We're, we're moving. This is progress. Yeah. Right. Um, love this next name. Thought Tigers has asked us, don't know if you guys have edited yet, but any insight into Firmino as an option for the upcoming Cardum, Cardum? Cardiff and Fulham? Wow. Game is appreciated. Yeah, Firmino is an interesting one, isn't he? Yeah, he yeah I think, think Firmino is a good shout. Um, again, just going by the eye test, when I mean, watching the Liverpool games, he, he seems to kind of drift deep quite a lot and uh, kind of provide the link-up play. I think he's quite vital to the way Liverpool play, but doesn't translate into the best fans' football points, unfortunately. But, um, I mean, I was kind of toying with the idea of, you know, I was I was going to go Vardy to Lacazette this week and then bring in Firmino um, for, for um, the Huddersfield game, but... I think I'm just going to plump for Manny now. I just think he, he is a good shout. I mean, he has got a big haul in him. He's, he's scored a hat-trick this season as well uh, against, against Arsenal, I think it was. Um, but, yeah, just, yeah, I just think, yeah, a good option. But um, I'd say just watching him play, um, it, it doesn't seem the best fantasy option. Um out of the three. Yeah, I agree. I wouldn't be... He, he goes and drives and drives, doesn't he, Firmino? So he's not necessarily that consistent. And he could get a hat-trick from anywhere, but it's just hit nailing it. And not really any numbers or anything to show that. It's, it's just a bit of a punt, really. Uh, if you're lagging behind wanting to go for something different, why not? Yeah, okay. Um, FPL DJ, I want to play bench boost in the double, uh, but have Dunk Duffy, and I think we've covered this, haven't we? Um, best striker replacement for 6.6 million. I think we covered that in the last question, didn't we? Yeah, more or less. Wilson, we'll, we'll uh, you know, those options. We went yeah, we, we went through a few questions, but we went through sort of uh, mid, well, lower price strikers. Uh, Prashant Tuari has asked, need to bin Murray, Dini, Duffy, and maybe even Valerie. Suggestions, please. I had the exact money to switch from Vardy to Kun. But all the above transfers have to be managed as well, I guess, now. Yeah, see, Valerie might be out. I think you've got to wait for the press conferences on him. Duffy, you know, like we were saying earlier, you may as well keep Deeney. Could be out, might not be if they appeal. Um, and you've got Murray. Yeah, I'll probably remove him. I mean, like we've listed a few options back on the pod. I, I would wait for the presses, and then if Valerie and Deeney are out, I would just mainly remove those two, and then just hope that Murray and Duffy get minutes. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Totally, totally agree. Um, again, not not many replacements, but again, if I mean, obviously, if Valerie is injured, it's, it's a different scenario for an injured player. I would definitely worth to get in the hit, even for a like for like player. And uh, yeah. I think I think Murray has has to go. Um, you know, whoever, whatever way you look at it, um, and there's and there's some decent replacements um, in that price range, which obviously we went through earlier. So yeah, I'd say Murray has to go. If you've got a Duffy, I think you have to keep Duffy. I mean, if you had, I think Dunk is probably a different story. Um, he's not got the attacking threat of Duffy. I think Duffy's got five goals this season, so most of any defender. So he's he's got that in his locker. So yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd keep Duffy and um, remove Murray. Um, Valerie obviously keep unless he's injured okay so uh, that rounds out all the questions so we've already done the Iceman's piss break so let's go straight to transfers and captains now we've been talking about this quite a bit haven't we but um, Iceman are you settled on your team for this week or who do you think is going to be the mover and shaker yeah I think I am I think I'm settled so I'm looking at bringing in Salah next week I'll repeat so it's just I will look at either removing um, Lacazette for likes of Ings to make up money and then go Ericsson to Salah or potentially I could go Sterling to Salah and then Lacazette to Rashford or something like that it's uh, all up in the air but um, I think Salah or Mane might be coming in more likely Salah and that'll be next game week not this game week I'm very uh, nailed on for this game week um, and the captain at the moment's on Aguero but not quite sure probably going to have a big chat about it in our Slack channel those guys will will help me out <laughs> they, they certainly will they uh, can always be relied on that bunch I think my my transfer is going to be Camarasa out to uh, question mark I'm going to try and um, look at a double game week player but I'm not exactly sure on that one yet I'll probably listen back to the pod and ponder my thoughts and feelings um sims in, all right i'll go sims it's done sims <laughs> uh and in terms of my skipper i think i'm oh, i'm gonna go aguero basically yeah that's it that is happening abdul yeah i think uh scotland on aguero will probably stay there and um, a transfer will be vardy to, i mean i think most likely will be vardy to gray i think 
I mean, probably Gray or Wilson. I mean, the thing is, if I bring in Lacazette, which was my original plan, um, it was Lacazette this week, and then obviously for 36 it was Firmino, but i kind of gone off that idea, and um, I want money now, so I'm kind of forced into kind of bringing in Vardy, uh, taking out Vardy for like a lesser player like, like Gray or Wilson, uh, which will allow... Uh, me to move in for Manny 36 so yeah I mean I've not decided uh, yeah, on, on the striker but it will be probably like a, one of the one of the budget strikers which is a bit of a shame because I, I kind of wish I just went for Lacazette now from the off so I just kind of had him and then I could have saved this week and done a double double switch um, in 36 and brought in Salah eh, I bought in Manny sorry but yeah so that's, that's just how it is so yeah Vardy to uh, a cheap striker and then 36, bring in money. Nice moves. Yeah, like the idea of that. I'm sure that will shoot you up the league even further. Speaking of leagues, let's talk about how our mini league is shaping up then. So in 10th place, we've got uh, Hogs Rudd, Chronicles of Ruddock. Uh, 9th, Aggressive Attack Force, Ian Clark. 8th, CJ, uh, Sporting Milwaukee. And 8th, Dunking Donuts, Henry Wakefield. And 7th, Allen T Club, 64 and 6th. Uh, Adida Oscar, 8th, Thomas, 5th. The Goonersons, Callon Hue in 4th. Sky Player and FPL, Paul Jones in 3rd. Uh, trying to give up Fanta, Michael Taylor is 2nd. And leading the league by 2 points, it is still Richard Jenkins. Uh, who has have a quick look at his overall rank, which is 42nd. Damn impressive. I doing well. Oh. I tell you what, uh, Paul Jones has had a flyer this week. 84 points this, this game week. He uh, had Pogba, Son, Salah and Brooks in his team. God, he's flown. He, he's a reg- he gives us regular questions. So well done, Paul. Good on and you. He actually he had uh, Lascelles on the bench with 7 as mm-hmm. well. Line. Loving your work, Paul. Good job. So, Iceman, let's, uh, have we got any feedback this week? Yeah, it's in there. I think. Here it is. Right. Okay. So, as Matt Bazarov has said, uh, great podcast, very clever minds. Thank you very much, as Matt. Short and simple. Uh, Thanks very much. Short and simple. Yeah. Referring to uh, the Iceman and all of our wonderful guests. Thank you for the feedback. Any words of wisdom from the great FPL Sexy? No, he's not replied to me. He's not actually viewed what? my message from earlier. What? I know. People are going to be disappointed, Brett. Actually, wasn't he going on holiday? Is he on holiday? Oh, I need to talk to him more. <laughs> See, I, I think that's quite reasonable for him to ignore you if he's on holiday with his family. I did send him our break music uh, during the week, and he said he was going to do that on uh, the old guitar and uh, yeah. and send it back to us. So I look forward to that. Maybe we'll do that. Okay. The... Yeah, no, we'll, we'll take that. Okay, well, uh, no sexy thoughts this week, but look forward to a guitar mm. rendition. Enjoy that. Mm. Excellent. Okay, well, that brings Sorry, us that's... to the... Well, I was just going to say, actually, I just noticed um, me and James are actually level on points now. Because uh, I think we're, we're both oh, in the Elite 64. Wow. Yeah, uh, we are. The qualifier. So it's, getting, it's getting quite tight there now. We've, we've caught up and top 10 looks quite close. Oh, so, so you're now my rival. So I brought you on and I want well, to beat you. all the transfer fans. <laughs> I've told you everything I was going to do. Is that why you brought me on? Is that why you brought me on? Find out. <sighs> He's cottoned on to me, really. Uh, I, I'll be honest, that's exactly why he brought you on, yes. <laughs> I was, yeah, that's uh, he does that quite often. Some of the best names in the uh, in the FPL game have turned up on this podcast, and it's no coincidence that the Iceman has been on the rise. Yeah, to be fair, who did we have? Uh, Will Miners was on a couple of weeks ago. He seems yeah. to have dropped off since he's been on. I've, I've jinked him jinxed him i think so hopefully you're not jinxed abdul i uh i genuinely want you to do well yeah no i think i do enough of that myself so <laughs> comes yeah. from the heart almost upwards. indeed right uh, so if you want to know more about the fpl surgery i'm going to tell you how you can get in contact you tell him i am going to i'm going to do that right now <clears throat> just as soon as my uh, my notes load up Come on, mate, you should know yourself for heart now. I know, I know, I know. Right, okay, so um, as we spoke about earlier, if you want to get involved in the Slack channel that we've mentioned and a chance to win some great prizes, planning more giveaways very soon, myself and the Iceman, up in the ante on the gifts, uh, you can go to patreon.com forward slash FPL surgery, uh, support the podcast in any way you feel able to, much appreciated. If you don't sponsor us or, you know, support us through Patreon, we just appreciate you listening. We really do. It motivates us to, to keep doing this season on season. The numbers have grown over time. 
and it's great to be able to influence so many and actually meet so many people in FPL. Yeah, it's great. We do really enjoy it. Also, Tom Campbell, um, can you please send me your shirt size? There's a bit of a clue of what prize we're getting you there, but uh, please send that to me as soon as you hear this. And also, Frederick Tannum, if you could send me your address so I can send you your prize for last month, you were the mug winner. Top mug winner, yeah. Fantastic. Well done, chaps. Um so if you want to join our mini league, the code is 225-369. You can find us on Facebook, SoundCloud and Reddit and visit our website, fplsurgery.com. You can uh, email us, info at fplsurgery.com for all inquiries. I don't know what it will be about. Um, don't spam us. And you can follow us on Twitter at fplsurgery. We are also on iTunes. So have a, have a listen to us on there. Iceman, are we on uh, Spotify now, I believe? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I put us on there. Great. Yeah, Great, so we're just we're just kind of lingering on Spotify. So if you pay your five or, or ten pound a month, depending if you're a student or not, you now get the pleasure of listening to us on there as well. I want to thank our guest Abdul for for joining us. It's been great having you on board. Thanks for having me on, guys. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, thanks, Cheers. Abdul. It's been great having you on. Great guest. Thank you. We, we've covered most parts of the world. We've now covered Scotland as well. So we really are a truly multicultural podcast. Yeah, as I said, pre-pod, I really do like it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I actually thought James was Irish for some reason. I don't know why. Is it because is it he's got ginger features and he's very pale? Because <laughs> so you'd be true. forgiven for thinking that. We both share that quality. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so we'll be uh, remembering that in future Iceman. Iceman is Irish. Uh, he's moved from his uh, Icemanic roots. Irish, um, Irish. Abdul, if people want to chat to you about all things you've said today and all things FPL, how can they get in contact? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, just just through my Twitter. I think the Twitter handle is FPLGuy1, but the name is FPL Salah. So, yeah, if you want to talk FPL or whatever, uh, just catch me on Twitter. Good stuff, yep. So hit, uh, hit him up on there, learn from the best. Um, finally, Iceman, before we head into the abyss of another double game week, which is truly going to be season-defining for those chasing success, what are your final words of wisdom? Um, don't overthink it, but make sure that you think about it a lot. That is clear as mud. And uh, from all of us here at the FPL Surgery, good luck in your game weeks, and we will speak to you very soon. Up, up the pod. Up the pod. Um, Excuse me. Um.